0: Casting live from the Lyuna Studios, you're worth so much more on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Well, Packers Bears Week, uh, they got a little bit of a twist as the injury report coming out yesterday, and there's already a red flag or two red flags, or is it a smokescreen? Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, status in doubt for Sunday against the Bears week one down at Soldier as they are nursing hamstring injuries. That, uh, I don't know, Rowdy, what do you think? Smokescreen or something to be concerned about? Yeah, Packers come out with
2: some good news and some bad news. Yeah. The good news? There's only two players that are coming up on the injury report. And the bad news? Those two players are exactly who you just named. It's <laughs> Romeo Dobbs and it's Christian Watson. Just so happens to be your best two wide receivers and your two most experienced what? wide receivers. Well, the,
1: the, the, your most seasoned ex- uh, wide receivers, albeit in their sophomore year, but yes, uh, th- didn't practice yesterday. Missing reps, hamstring injuries. Yikes. Now, uh, Romeo Dobbs has a Is this going missing- to be
2: a thing for Watson? Yes, like I get, I get Romeo Dobbs because Romeo Dobbs was healthy all last summer and was healthy for fall until that really bad ankle sprain, which he couldn't do nothing about because it was when he got tackled and how he got landed on. Yeah, but this is what the second or third time now in. In now, I guess a year plus, Christian Watson has had a bad hammy.
1: Yeah, well, also, Romeo Dobbs was missing time um, in the in the preseason finale with a little hammy injury as well. So, uh, that hamstring injury, I guess, has been nagging him since that final game um, that they had for preseason. And then, Christian Watson, the new injury comes with this, this missing of practice. But, yeah, Rowdy, Christian Watson, I mean, that's, that was the bugaboo last year about him. Because
2: when he was first drafted, remember he had to have that his knee scoped? Yep, And then I think he came back uh, early in that season before he was making all the noise, and I think he had, quote-unquote, tight hammy. And then last year, once he got in the swing of things, he had hammy issues. So hopefully this isn't a thing to come with Christian Watson where it's always going to be a hamstring or a soft
1: tissue. They always seem to linger, especially when you start your career out with them. Um, Not good, as that's Packers' speed and also packers experience laden who's the next most experienced laden samari toure that's the only the only other that's guy it. That uh, And he
2: probably won't be available, but he's on the practice squad, would be Bo Melton, <laughs> wide receiver out of Rutgers. <laughs> no. those, are, those are the only guys that would have two-plus years Ooh. of experience. Well, I guess one-plus year of experience. Everyone else is a rookie or an undrafted free agent rookie. Yeah,
1: feels good, though. Well, the injuries don't feel good, but it feels good to have uh, us talking about this as you know, injury reports mean that we're here in football. Uh, also on the injury report, not practicing yesterday. Stop me if you've heard this one before. David Bakhtiari. But that's just I feel what like he does. That's, typical. that's what he does. He's the Lamborghini, right? He only comes out on Sundays. Uh, Rashawn Gary was a limited participant. Now he's working his way back from that ACL injury. Um, I, I think in there, uh, Rashawn Gary is going to be a go as well as Devondre Campbell on Sunday. So, I mean, he was a limited participant. And then, uh, let's see here. The Tavian Wicks was a limited participant who also has a hamstring injury, but he's trending towards being okay for Sunday. Uh, then outside of that, uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. Uh, was a limited participant. Or no, he was a full participant after being on uh, injured uh, earlier. Yeah, so, for the
2: most part, not a ton of injuries. It. That's it. Uh, And the David Bakhtiari thing, not surprising at all that That's, he's not practicing. This is what he does. Yeah, David Bakhtiari at this point, after what the Packers have went through since, what, December of 2020? Yeah. It was a vet rest day, so. I, uh... I feel like most Packer fans would be okay with David Bakhtiari never practicing again as long as he can show up on Sundays and, and be a top 10 left tackle.
1: Yeah, so it was a veteran's rest day. so nothing to be alarmed about. So Watson and Dobbs, they combined for 83 catches, 1,036 yards, and 10 scores uh, last year. And the, West, the rest of the wide receiver group is made up of three rookies and second-year wideout Samari Touré who had five catches last year. Five. Now, no, Aaron, I will say Aaron Rodgers liked
2: them. Yeah, out of those five, though, he had a couple. He had two or three that yeah. were pretty nice catches. But yeah, outside of like a couple games, Samari Toure wasn't uh, didn't have too much playing time.
1: The hell is going to happen on Sunday if Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs can't go, or if they truly are you know banged up in a limited fashion, and you're hobbling out there with a a sore hammy. That's uh, not going to bode well. But at least the Bears are perceived as bad, Rowdy. I will say one thing that won't happen. If those two
2: if those two guys cannot play against Chicago Bears on Sunday, the the one thing I know that won't happen, Matt LaFleur will not lose track of Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully. Because if he does, the Packers offense could be in for a long time. And if
1: he does, he should be fired on the spot. If if you're out of Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dobbs, and then at the press conference after the game, as Matt LaFleur has done many times when you've never seen Aaron Jones get action, he's like, oh, Jones only got three carries? Oh, I got to do better. I got to do better. There's no way that Aaron Jones can't get the volume of the workload if both of those cats uh, are out. I wish your gut telling you though, Rowdy. You think they're going to be out, or do you think it's like, like a, a smoke screen kind of thing? Like they're just giving a little time off. I know. I know. Dobbs is nursing a hammy injury at the preseason finale, but
2: I don't know. I think this is just for the Packers. It's a wait and see. There's no reason to, if it's a soft tissue like that, to announce them out. Yeah. Yesterday on a Thursday, obviously you have multiple days here to get ready, but uh, who knows? Who knows what they do. But, yeah, it would be pretty disappointing if both are announced out. But uh, if you watched any of those Netflix documentaries, the quarterback, yeah, like clearly watching some of those guys when they get in on Monday or a Tuesday for some treatment after playing in games, how beat up they are. And just the one that sticks out to me was like Kirk Cousins saying how he had trouble gripping the football a day after getting hit and playing. And basically just ask him how he is on Friday afternoon. Yeah. And and that like, if he can say, I feel all right by Friday afternoon, he's playing on Sunday. And yeah. how many times do we see in the NFL? If you're questionable in the NFL, it's really like you're playing like 90% of the time. <laughs> now I'm not saying that Dobbs or Watson are officially going to be playing, but uh, the Packers are clearly going to give them until like Sunday morning till when they're going to rule them yeah. out.
1: And, and the NFL, what there's hurt and then there's injured, you know, just about everyone's hurt in the NFL. If you're injured, then that's a little different of a story. It's like how much how much pain can you play through with uh, to make sure that you're still you know effective out there on the football field. That's what you know football basically is. All right, Rowdy, we'll talk a lot of Packers today. As uh, I can't believe it's Thursday, and we got Rob Reichel at eight twenty. We'll talk some Green Bay Packers with our guy Robbie. So excited for that. We have uh, Brian Ziegler, Badger Honor Flight, going to be phoning in at 7 o'clock. Another Badger Honor Flight going. We love talking to Brian and supporting our Badger Honor Flight. So we'll get to him. And Zach Heilprint, our sports director, said he's going to be jumping on. Uh, Supposed to yesterday, something uh, him and Jesse Temple had to do a little bit of their camp in preparation for Temple and Heilprint tonight at uh, Monks and Sun Prairie. So Zach's going to hit us up as the Badgers taking on Washington State on Saturday. ABC game at 6 o'clock. So if you have... uh, you have charter or spectrum i should say you don't have to worry about it because you get on abc you get it right over the air no problem rowdy well that's the nice thing about uh
2: the nfl what you always have thursday night that will be either on nfl network or t- the terrestrial tv stations mm-hmm. and your sundays are always going to be on the farmer five yep over the air baby it's only monday night that you won't have espn coverage
1: and monday night's that big one packer fans cheeseheads Your uh, former King, Aaron Rodgers, and the New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. So that's one that you maybe want to call Spectrum up or uh, Disney, whoever it is that they're fighting with, and tell them they're a bunch of a-holes and to get it back in your TV. Um, Is Prime still – King says Thursday night's on Amazon. Is that still Prime? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, can't you get it on multiple spots? You could last year. I don't – I can't remember.
2: I just remember watching it on Prime. I just remember I hated it on Prime. (laughs) Of course – Amazon and Jeff Bezos had to buy Thursday night oh, football. So you have to have prime to watch it. And of course, if you don't have a, a good solid internet connection, like a faster internet connection, you watch it in like five <laughs> seconds. Okay. Now it's going to load for 15. It's a little low Stupid. def too. Uh, uh,
1: what channel is the game on the night on NBC and Peacock. Okay. So you can get on NBC tonight. All right. So yeah, I yeah, get, and that's the thing. The Detroit lions When has this ever happened? I don't know if it's ever happened. When have the Detroit Lions kicked off the NFL season as they go against the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs? When have the Lions ever kicked off an NFL season?
2: Well, not only are they kicking off the season today against the Chiefs, they have some luck on their side already, and they haven't even played the game. And then that's obviously with the Kansas City Chiefs players that are Either yeah. holding out in Chris Jones, yeah. their great defensive lineman, or their great tight end, Travis Kelsey, hyperextending his knee. What's the spread on that? I know the four Chiefs and a half, four and a half Four and a half. Four and a half. Down from seven. But obviously you've had two guy, 2 well-respected good players that have been pretty much announced out.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow. So football is here tonight, babies. What's your gut telling you, Rowdy? I'm... Chiefs for me. I mean, it's Arrowhead. It's you know going to be rockets. You got Patrick Mahomes. That Chiefs close roster
2: one? is not nearly as good as what it uh, used to be the last few years. Even remember last year, people were questioning whether or not uh, this Chiefs offense would be as good as it was, or if Patrick Mahomes could be as good as he could be, just because he had had so many uh, weapons on offense in the past, and it was a really uh, a a new. Offense where they signed a lot of different receivers. Like remember they signed MVS. They signed. Um, oh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, but, and he still had Kelsey. I mean, he still had uh Hardman. Like he still had some guys, but there were definitely pieces missing. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously they find Isaiah Pacheco in the draft in the seventh round. That was big as a running back that could also catch the ball out of the backfield. And now this year, they lost. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They lost Nicole Harmon. Kelsey's out. It's it's basically <laughs> MVS is is the guy. Uh, yeah. And then there's a lot of pretty much no name guys to the general NFL casual fans. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Patrick Mahomes like. This will really be the test because he really this is it'll be like
1: Aaron Rodgers dragging yeah. the you know the Packers Dynasty Championship games with Jeff Janis. Jared Eberdaris and freaking James Jones. That's pretty much it. Just like <laughs>
2: when he has his, we'll just say with Kelsey being out, this type of offense and offensive weapons is very similar to what Aaron Rodgers had in that stretch.
1: Yeah, so we got uh, footballs all here, baby. Let's go. And also Brewers, we'll get to them. They lost the series against the Pirates. Kind of blew that one. Talking about it all. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Mike. Mike and Portage. Portage. How's Portage? Mm -hmm. And how's Mike?
3: It's a lot better. It's opening day NFL season, baby. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I get a hell yeah?
3: Hell yeah. Oh boy. I think that the, uh, the wire series that they're going to play on Sunday, there's no doubt in my mind. I think there's kind of like, uh.
1: Oh, Dobbs and, uh, Watson.
3: Yeah, there's nursing it getting ready to go. Make
1: sure they're 100% for the game. Yeah, just a little and smoke did, screen going. Or just, you know, we're we're going to lay in the weeds a little bit, make the Bears second-guess themselves. Yep,
3: yep, yep. Did any did of you guys watch the Brewer game yesterday? Was it like 50 fans at the game? Or there was five? like nobody
2: there. I, I, I think I, the <laughs> attendance was a little over 8,000.
1: I was uh, listening on the radio, and uh, the broadcasters were saying, they're like, it's a really light crowd today, and we're being kind by saying that. Let's see.
3: Like, I saw the Willie Adamas highlight. I was working yesterday, obviously, so I couldn't watch the game. I saw the highlight.
1: I'm like, nobody in the bleach There's no one there. (laughs) So when I was listening, you know, Brewers announcers were talking about how they're being kind about being light. I went and tried and looked at some pictures uh, on Twitter, you know, checking out the Pirates PNC Park. It was a ghost town. There's nobody there. Like, yeah, they're still (laughs) – they got some pieces. uh, They're still probably just a couple years away from being competitive.
3: Even Milwaukee on a day game, we still bring in like twenty five thousand, you know, thirty thousand. Not packed in there, but at least we got fans.
2: Here you go, Mike. I found the attendance for yesterday. I knew it was around eight thousand, just under eighty six hundred.
0: Oh and those God. are paid
1: tickets. Those are paid tickets. So that that doesn't mean uh, that doesn't mean they actually were sitting there.
3: Jeez. It was bad.
1: It was
2: yeah, but, you know, for as bad as that is, the team that has no one that wants to come watch them still beats the Brewers two out of three games.
1: Yeah, with their big yeah. dogs pitching, too. That J1, first, the G1 Pay guy, he's pretty damn good, right? He his first triple of his career yesterday. First, huh?
3: Yesterday, I don't know what inning it was. I saw a tweet from Grant Bell that said, the Brewers cannot lose this game. I'm like, did Pirates come back? And then I get in the car and the game is over. I'm like... Are you kidding
1: me? Yeah. Wasn't good, dude. No. They stink. Hey,
3: I, did, I don't know if you guys said it yesterday, but uh, did we mention Gary Wright died? Dream Weaver?
1: Oh, yeah. Dream Weaver. I did see that. Gary Wright, RIP. Yeah, is... They're all dropping like flies. All the Yacht Rock that guys is... are going now.
3: They always comes in threes. and that yeah, is Pee Wee Herman, song.
1: Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Smash Mouth lead singer. I guess it comes of force. And Bob Gary, Barker. Wright. Yeah, Bob Barker. I don't. That, guy, that that was. Oof.
3: I don't know, Mike. I like. I like having news yesterday. Oh, we we found out how Bob Barker died. He died because he was ninety nine years old. That's why he died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Father Time does remain undefeated. We don't need a. I thought it was Alzheimer's. I thought it was Alzheimer's. That's. But yeah. It was. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How hmm. did he get ninety nine?
1: Yeah. Well, Mike, need, and on a positive note, give me some positive. Hey, Chiefs, Lions tonight, baby. Go Lions! They're gonna be the Chiefs. All right, you're going Lions. All right, my man. I'm going Lions. Mike, go get them, baby. We love you. All right, see ya. See ya, me. Yeah, I don't know. It comes in threes. Actually, it came in a quite the spurt there of all the people dying. You now. I don't think I had to remember who Gary Wright was. Yeah, um, I don't
2: know if I even know who that is.
1: I'll play the song when you go to, when you go to break, round. You probably have heard it. So this college football report: college football teams with the best chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN's FPI. Boys, take a stab. Who'd be number one? A what? The best chance to make the uh, playoffs, college football playoffs. Georgia. Georgia. Ohio's or uh, Alabama, excuse me. Oh wow, sixty-two point nine percent.
2: Okay, <laughs> what is this? ESPN FPI. Yeah, take a shot at who's number
1: two. I'm only because you probably thought they were number one. Ohio yeah, State. Correct. <laughs> I did have a little slip there. <laughs> at sixty-two point eight percent. Then Georgia is third. At how about the drop off? Thirty-six point eight percent for Georgia. What was Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State was 62.8. And then, wow, okay.
2: How how accurate do we think this ESPN-FPI is when Ohio State's number two in the country? Yeah. And I'm hearing people in the media, people on social media, thinking Ohio State could be the third best team in the Big Ten. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, speaking of uh, teams in the Big Ten, Michigan, seven at 19.4%.
2: See, there's no way I can put Ohio State ahead of Michigan.
1: And they're by a huge, I mean, that's 62.8% and Michigan's 19.4%. Okay. Your Wisconsin Badgers, 21st at 2.4% of making the college football playoffs. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, there's more than a chance. I mean, there. if you're telling me
2: they are they have the 21st best odds to win it, I mean, that's close to what they're ranked. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: Uh, let's see here. Big 10 teams, uh, Ohio State second. Is LSU on there? LSU <laughs> was twenty fourth at one point nine percent. Seriously? Oh yeah. Uh,
2: how about Florida State though, with the huge jump? They had to have a huge jump. They're
1: fifth, twenty five point six percent. Okay. Uh, uh, Penn right. State is tenth for Big Ten teams, fifty point nine, fifteen point nine. Clemson? Where is Clemson? Uh, oh. One one. Per- no no, that's Cincinnati. I'm gonna me. say they probably fell off with a yeah, the loss to Clemson. Duke. They lost to
2: Duke. Yeah, I don't. You're not on the list. Ooh, yeah, Duke- they're not on there.
0: Did Duke hop up on there?
2: No. What about Colorado? Did Colorado somehow, because of <laughs> no, all the no, media,
1: find their way into Oh, I'm sorry. That. Clemson is uh, 27 at 1.1%. Uh, no, that's Auburn. Well am I? Clemson off the list. No Colorado either, Robbie. <laughs>
0: that doesn't even look like well, the same logo. When
1: you lose to
2: Duke, now I know that... The C, they, there's a C certainly Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke. Duke is better this year than Duke has been for probably since Daniel Jones played at Duke. Danny did. But, and they have a pretty good quarterback... Can you name any other quarterback, not Leonard, the current quarterback, or not Daniel Jones, that played at Duke? Nope. Can you name a coach, not Mike? Steve Spurrier. (laughs) It's okay, we got one. (laughs) But that's the thing, like, okay, it's Duke football. It's not like they're Uh, great.
1: David Cutcliffe. Coach K.
2: Mike Alco. Who's there currently, he's pretty solid, but he'll probably be moving on here in a year or two, I would imagine, especially if Duke continues to play well. But yeah, when you're Clemson and you lose to Duke, you shouldn't even be on the list. Tammy Deberville.
1: Now, speaking of this list, Rowdy, here's the first comment on it. I'm shocked. Finally a list without Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I'm looking at um, (laughs) Florida State feels like that's the team in the ACC, right? Like, who's who's going to beat them?
1: And they like with how if how they played.
2: Like Jordan Travis is a really really good quarterback. I think a couple weeks ago I said he could be a Heisman candidate, and then I think you picked uh, Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, because remember we were looking at the Heisman list, and they were kind of. I don't want to say I only picked him because his odds were so good for me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying.
0: Go worst to first
2: when you go (laughs) when we were looking at those Heisman odds, they were both like. Mid teens, if yeah. I remember correctly, to one to win, where yep. obviously you had some other guys that were much higher. But yeah, those were like our two guys, by the way, our two guys looking pretty good after week right. one, too. but long season. But <laughs> I mean, if you're looking at the ACC, it's like, well, Clemson, they don't look very good.
0: Penix will get hurt at some point in time this year.
2: It's just, a well, hopefully not in the first half. RJ, the don't. Week.
1: He,
0: he gets injured every
1: year. Also, we want health. Did you guys? I know we do.
2: Speaking of ACC and, and stadiums and sellouts. So we're, we were talking about how Florida state looks really good. Clemson, not so much losing to Duke. And like uh, you think about some of the big power ACC teams, the U Miami. Do you see they were selling two for ones? Really? Buy, one, buy one, get ones. Cause they can't get people to come out to the Texas A&M game. Really? And yeah. Texas A&M games. Good. Yeah. they like, Texas A&M is a good team, and the offense looks even better. seven with the U. And Jimbo it's Fisher finally gave up the 90s. offense <laughs> to, to Bobby Petrino, so the offense actually is good now. Yeah, And they recruit at the same level as Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, but they've just underperformed, like, every single year. It's every year. Well, now they're, the offense looks good. Texas A&M is good. And Miami is hosting them, and Miami as Mario Cristobal as their uh, head coach, a you guy had a lot of success in, in at Oregon, and they can't sell out this game like this is top 25 opponents did early Wisconsin, in the season. Did Wisconsin, did
1: Wisconsin stadium did Wisconsin break Miami in that pinstripe bowl yeah. was that the final moment turnover chain my, my f, f and a. a I wish I could say it on the air or maybe it was the next year when they played, which happened first. The orange pinstripe bowl is twenty eight. Orange bowl or pinstripe bowl. The pinstripe Bowl? orange bowl, orange bowl, yeah, because that's when uh, that was Mark Rick. Yeah, the Richt Richt pinstripe was after it.
4: Yeah, Mark pinstripe. So that was the that was turnover taken totally by, by FNA.
1: Yeah, and pinstripe uh, stri- bowl was bull. Jack Cohn. And, yeah. and they just Wisconsin yeah. just bitch slapped the you. It was like thirty something to three. They just dominated yeah. them.
2: Uh, yeah. How how can you have this type of a matchup when both teams looked good in their first games? How how can you not sell this out? How how can you do buy one get ones?
1: Well, I can hear. there's too many things to do in Miami. Well, there's too many other things to do.
2: There used to not be. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> here here's the thing, it's like Hey, you got some Yayo?
2: People dropped everything for Miami football. What do you do yeah. in Miami? When pay the, for
1: tickets or pay for cocaine? When the U was good,
2: people came out. Tickets.
1: Cheaper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, speaking of cheap tickets. Oh, I was uh, talking about cheap something else. There was um a video I think that our guy Artie Ho sent us talking about the nineteen eighty-two Brewers and the playoff run <laughs> no, and the Rowdy, World Series. Yeah. Did you Brody's obligated to say that because he's wearing a brewer's hoodie today? No, they uh 82. the guy was flashing <laughs> tickets in <laughs> this <laughs> little like news. It was like a little newscast, and he's like This guy, once he knew that they beat the Orioles, he was all in on getting tickets for the World Series. And here he is. He spent over $100 worth on tickets, and it was like six or seven tickets. I'm yeah. like, oh, man. Yeah. Now wow. it would be like a $100. $100. It would be like you can't even get into the stadium that's, if they made the World Series. It's $100 just, that's, that's just to look at the tickets. room only. Yeah. 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 But it was funny. Like This guy spent over $100 on tickets, and he had like half a dozen. I got half a dozen for all the home games. What? <laughs> for $100? 102 yeah, yep.
1: wh- What? A, what? Where would $100 get you in one game of a World Series? It, wouldn't. it probably won't get you in like it. what would it what would it what would it do get you like to talk to maybe a ticket broker to get you something it's like sorry dude I charge $100 yeah no, just so for you to, to talk get to me. To the just for like you, you to talk it, to me, dude.
2: It would get your Uber to the stadium, or your your your, <laughs> your, your, your transportation for gas to the stadium, and then it would be like, sir, you have ninety dollars after that, and uh, the cheapest ticket we have here is two fifty. <laughs> what?
1: Yep. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Just 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 save that hundred dollars, okay, But Maybe not, one day UNICEF will host a World Series. Yeah, maybe one day oh, UNICEF will I, get a ticket a
2: <laughs> for the World Series. Did I say I was looking to purchase a ticket? No, I was wondering if you needed any vendors for the game. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm looking to get paid for this. Uh they're pricing us out, boys. Alright. Always do. Not only are they pricing us out of games, they're also trying to uh price you out of being able to watch your games. They're trying to
0: drown us out of even going to games. Yeah. At Wisconsin.
1: I was just reading an article (laughs) about how, you know, tonight is uh you you get it on all on NBC for Thursday Night Football. Sure. But after that it's all on Amazon Prime.
0: It's just this one weekend?
1: Yeah. All these games are moving. To pay for services instead of over the air, like football, still is well for the most part. You Still get it in your local market. It goes to a channel. What were you? What was your tweet the other day, Rowdy, on Labor Day? Uh, there was they two, had no games. Two baseball games, and both of them were blacked out in your market. Yeah. So this is my thing with with Major League Baseball. Price obviously,
2: they they're complaining, and they need to take advantage of trying to get more eyes. Like obviously, the NBA over the last few years, the the. Um, viewership hasn't been the same as it was when it was skyrocketing pre-2020. NFL has been king, right? NFL has been the one that consistently goes up, 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 and up. Well, Major League Baseball has went up slightly, but how can we have July 4th and... Memorial Days and Labor Days and there'll be like one or two games on during the day when they have freaking 30 teams.
1: Yeah, and it's like, you know, there's a lot of people off work that you could be prime. That's what I'm saying. How do viewing? you how
2: do you not have games being played all day, the entire day? It just feels like a complete miss. And then, of course, the two that did play during the day was the Cubs and the White Sox. And if you live in this area and you have MLB Network, they block out Cubs, White Sox, and Brewers.
1: Block it. But for an additional charge at MLB.com, we can give you those. (laughs) Well, nerves entering Sunday, week one. Packers down at Soldier taking on Da as Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs have... Hamstring injuries. They didn't practice yesterday. Oops. Let me just uh, pause that. Matt LaFleur was asked, on the injuries to the wide receiver room, take a listen. And Rowdy, I might remember when we did the, the Matt LaFleur translator because he says a lot of nothing. Then I asked you, like, what did, he, what did he mean by it? I might have to go to you for this. We have some comments to get through. Matt LaFleur on injuries to the wide receivers.
4: We're excited. We've got a plan in place, and, you know, we'll play the guys that are available and ready to go. And the one thing about this league is nobody cares. you got to find a way to, to get it done, and I think our guys have taken that mindset. No matter who's out there, the expectations remain the same, and that is to go out there and play winning football.
1: I don't really need a translator for that, Rowdy, but yeah. if you want to be so kind. I, I, yeah, I basically, get the gist of it basically it
2: was, you know, no matter who we have out there, we're confident in our guys, and we're going to put some work in. And, uh, you know, we're not sure, but uh, we'll be
1: ready. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I gathered, too, for Matt LaFleur. But he says he's here.
4: We're excited. We've got a plan in place.
1: He's excited. He's got a plan in place. All right. Okay. Well, the plan I sent uh, would assume, Rowdy, would be having young, unproven rookies kind of fill in the void if uh, the other guys can't go. So here's LaFleur on potentially having to deal with young players to fill said void.
4: I mean, it's definitely a different situation now. It's only on one side of the ball. Not that we don't have some young players on the defensive side of the ball as well. But it is different. But every year is different. And every year it presents different challenges. But it's also exciting at the same time. I can't wait to see what these guys are able to do out there on game day.
1: I don't really need a translator for that either, Rowdy. Do you think Matt LaFleur is actually excited going into the first game of the season, knowing that his top two wide receivers are injured no he's probably saying to
2: himself what the gd why is why does <laughs> this always happen we we finally have this new young team and we're we're excited about these receivers in year two and now this has to happen game one against our rival a game in which you know if we are going to be a, a good team or a fringe playoff team we need to win this game
1: yep is it, now is it just because we hyper focus on the packers or does every team in the NFL always have hamstring injuries? Why does it always feel like it's the Packers like all all the time? I mean it's every team
2: but yeah. uh, what remember when it was like the Clay Matthews Green Bay Packers and Clay Matthews always had a hamstring injury always. like th- those teams always had soft tissue injuries. Yeah, always. So yes, w- we can hyper focus on the Packers cuz that's who we cover and, and clearly every every team has injuries and and soft tissue but The Clay Matthew years where he was consistently having hamstring and quad and groin stuff. Those seasons were horrible for Packers in general.
1: Hell, I think he even pulled a hammy uh, doing a head and shoulders hair commercial one time. Uh, Matt LaFleur then was asked, not on his quarterback, but on the Bears quarterback, Justin Fields.
4: Well, he's extremely talented. I think he's gotten better and better in the passing game. He's just a, a threat to score on every play because he's so dynamic. you got to count for not only his ability to throw the football, obviously adding a weapon like DJ Moore presents a whole new set of challenges as well.
1: I don't need a translator on that. Pretty self-explanatory. Before... What, what if they ever
2: played, like, I don't know, Let's just let's just say the quarterback coming up was like Nathan Peterman.
1: Who, by the way, is the Bears' second-string quarterback? And he's Peterman. Yeah, he's he's he's
2: got to make the start. And this guy, for the time that he has played, so by all accounts, Nathan Peterman is like a really, really good guy in practice. Really good with like the scheme and and being that backup type quarterback. Also, really good at throwing interceptions. But that's the thing in practice supposedly he actually looks pretty darn good, but then he gets out in the game and it's like, I don't know if it's too fast or he threw maybe he gets nervous. five interceptions
1: in one half in his debut.
2: Yeah, it was statistically the worst game ever quarterbacked.
1: Five picks in a half. It's a record. And Peter Mann.
2: Like, what if he was starting for the Bears this upcoming weekend because Justin Fields had a bum knee and couldn't go? Is Do you ever think, Matt LaFleur, any coach is going to come out and be like, well, we uh, yeah, 100% believe that we're going to come out here and truck the Bears because Nathan Peterman, their starting quarterback, sucks.
1: No, you'll never hear that. <laughs> He'll never Sadly. say that. Sadly. I
2: wish you would, though.
1: He'll probably throw five
2: picks in the entire game. We'll sack him six times, and, uh, yeah, we'll get an easy win here. We just we basically just got to make it to Sunday. Like No one ever says that.
1: <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Hey, Peterman, what would you do if you had a million dollars? That's why here? I don't
2: get I I That's get I do. if you're a reporter that Two it's your job to ask questions. Time. But sometimes it's like yeah, They ask these questions that are like, well, you already know what they're going to say, so why do you even have to ask it?
1: Well, let's uh, hear what the floor was asked. Fields, uh, more about it. Is he a threat at all times?
4: Whether it's a, a cold run, whether they're using him in like a zone read type play, or it's a drop back or a play pass or whatever, a keeper, whatever they want to do. You might have a concept glove, but he can pull it down and take it, take it to the house, and we experienced that last year.
1: It's like trick daddy, Rowdy, take it to the house. All right, Justin Fields. Do you – now, we were talking about this yesterday. It's about the Packers' defense, right? The It's much like the Detroit Lions who are going against the Chiefs tonight. The Lions are the media darlings outside of the Chiefs of being the chic pick, the shock, you know, get to the playoffs, the Super Bowl run, yada, yada, Well, it's the Lions. There's winners and losers in life, and for my whole life and the entire life of the existence of the Lions, they've been losers. Like, you got to prove it, and we haven't seen it. The Packers' defense. What do we know about the Packers' defense? My whole effing life, every time there's like a big game or a big moment to, you know, hoist the Packers into the next level to make the Super Bowl, what happens? The defense craps the bed. Do you feel
2: like the Packers defense has to prove it?
1: Yeah, because it's it's like the Lions. I got to see it. Prove it.
2: Do you think you would feel more confident going into this season if the defensive coordinator's name wasn't Joe Barry?
1: Yes. Would you? I mean, are you, a, are you a Joe Barry believer?
2: I'm not a, I'm not a Joe Barry stand by any means, <laughs> but obviously there are some people out there that can point to certain stats that say, well, actually in the second half of the season, they played pretty well. They did, and they did some nice things they and that did. was without certain players like Rashawn Gary, which but, they played worse with guys like that, which shouldn't be a thing.
1: But remember what came out? Joe Barry started listening to his players because what was it, Jair Alexander's like, dude, can I just cover Justin Jefferson for the love of God? Like, could you, can you please let me just cover the number one wide receiver? And LaFleur and Barry like, well, we can't do that. It changes the whole philosophy. And then by the end of the season, what was happening? They were listening to their players and actually letting them do the things that they, uh, you know, had suggested. I know we'll hear from Vagabond Johnny, hopefully, about Joe Barry. Does Joe Barry's, def- Does Joe Barry's defense, will it have berries this year, Rowdy, or will it be a Barryless defense? plums or no plums.
2: I mean, we'll have to see because that safety position is definitely much worse. Even even last year where you had Darnell Savage who probably had his I would say Darnell Savage's second best year, but I guess that's really not saying a ton because rookie year was good. Year 2 and 3 weren't, so I guess because two and three were so bad, year four was probably his second best year yeah. when they finally moved him to nickel and kind of like in that slot position. But, yeah, you lose Adrian Amos, who Adrian Amos was really good for the Packers Pretty until good. last year where you could just tell, he, in my opinion, it seemed like he was slowing down, wasn't quite as good as what he he was before. And makes sense. He was on the wrong side of 30, and he was just getting older. Yeah. But even a slower aging Adrian Amos is better than – Aging safeties that they brought in that were already never as good as Adrian Amos and guys trying to make it as like second and third teamers. So I mean this this safety position is very very weak for Green Bay yeah. but outside of that if you get Eric Stokes back and he's healthy your cornerback room is really deep uh, everywhere else even looks pretty good with the defensive. They're either good. They look like they're pretty good or they have some young talent sure. on the D line, outside linebackers, inside linebackers. It's just the one huge question mark is safety. Yeah. Because.
1: Hey man, they keep talking about that defense though. Like that when we heard it last year too, this defense is going to be where it's at. This defense is going to be the reason we're winning ball games. This defense is going to be stout. This defense is going to be, you know, like the iron curtain out there. Well, I hope so. Do I believe it? I got to see it first. And then back to the offense side. I see phone lines blowing up. I'll get to you in one second. So we were talking about if Watson and Dobbs, both hamstring injuries in practice yesterday, if they can't go, can a slot receiver be your number one? Samari Touré. Is Samari Touré then your number one wide receiver? Not only that, but could you say your, your number one would be a
2: rookie slot receiver in Jaden Reed? <laughs> well,. Matt LaFleur, I, because I guess like Samari to your most tenured guy, right? Like yeah. you would, that would feel like the guy that would be that coming to, to mind and saying, yeah, well, Samari to Ray's been in the building for a year plus now. He, you know, he's played in blah, blah, blah. Number of games. He has experience from last year. Obviously no one else really does. You have uh Wicks, you have Reed and you have Heath that are all rookies. Yep. Um, but is it really like some senior-laden guy that
1: had less than 10 catches last year? Samari <laughs> uh, Touré uh, had, what, was it seven catches? I think it was six. Samari Touré, Matt LaFleur was asked, if they have to go with Touré because of the hamstring injury of Watson and Dobbs, how is he going to fare? Here's LaFleur.
4: Well, I think he's just so much more comfortable within the offense. I think he's a guy that, I know he's a guy that can, you can line him up in any position, whether it's the X in the slot or, or the Z. He just has a complete command and grasp of the offense, and that's a huge luxury.
1: Well, all right, take him for his word, I guess. All right, Rob Reichel coming up. I just like how he's talking
2: about, you know, you can play him in multiple positions, you know, X, the Z. Well, they, better, they better get a, a pretty good Y out of their tight end because um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Musk, Musgraves flashed. Yeah, we'll see. All right, we'll talk more about it coming up Rob Reichel, too. Let's go to the phones. Line one. Good morning. Who's this?
0: Hey, boys. It's Brett. Hey, Bretsky. Hey. Um. So, devil's advocate here. This is going to be, uh, well, I mean, the same thing happened with these two last year with injuries. One in the beginning, one towards the end. Both barely got back uh, to try to make a playoff push. But it'll be fun to watch and see and all of a sudden the end of the year comes up and that'll be the excuse why love had a junk year is because his top two receivers were injured and they're young and this, that and the other when that was not allowed as an excuse for Aaron Rodgers. Well, last
1: Aaron Rodgers would drag dead bodies to the finish line to NFC championship games.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. That's the difference. But I think, uh either way I think we're gonna have a big running game uh this weekend. And I hope so Matt LaFor cause Matt
1: LaFleur is always like, Oh, Aaron Jones only got three carries? Oh, it's on me. I yeah. should gotta do better.
0: Well and with yeah, right. with the the X Factor of Musgrave yeah. um you know, being able to do a whole bunch that we haven't even seen since Drew Michael Finley possibly. What are you gonna say Roddy? Um
1: Ruddy had something on so the we'll, see. well if 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 they're
2: gonna be running the football more Do you guys think that they're going to re-sign A.J. Dillon? No. Do you? Well, I would say probably not. Especially with all the money that you're paying Aaron Jones. He's the better player. It's easier to find an A.J. Dillon-esque back in the draft, not in the top, you know, first or second round. I would say no, but I would also then say, if you're going to lean on the run game, you can use and abuse AJ Dillon because yes. he's not coming back next year. Yes, contract year. He wants to
0: ball out and too. Then, he wants to and then pick up Braylon Allen.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Braylon Allen probably will be leaving after this year. Yeah, I, would
1: have, I think he so. was.
2: I think I saw a projection for him where he was like the uh, fifth best uh, running back draft wise going into this season.
0: Yeah, I could see it. Brett. Anyway, boys, I'm off to work. You guys have a good one. Hey,
1: Go get them, baby. Seize the day.
2: Nope. Yeah, but how about this when we talk about the Packers run game? What was it? Two- two, three years ago where it's like, oh, well, with this combination of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, you know, they, they probably will be able to run the football a little bit better than what they did the year before. And then it was like last year, it was like, well, with all the, <clears throat> excuse me, with all the loss at tight end and wide receivers and skilled players, they still have Aaron Jones and they still have A.J. Dillon. They should be able to run the football a lot more than they did. You know, Matt LaFleur likes to be a, a 50-50 split run to pass. Well, now they'll be able to do that more and they didn't do it. Now it's the year of Aaron Jones has one more year left on his contract. After this year, AJ Dillon's a free agent you can kind of ride those horses. Let's see if they actually do it. And now your top two young wide receivers are out. Yeah. Is it finally the time that Matt LaFleur and the green Bay Packers run the football at least 50% of the time? Cause we've been, we've been told for a long time that Matt LaFleur's offense in general is like a 50-50 oh, split How about this,
1: Rowdy? We got Rob Reichel next Let's ask Robbie, our Packers insider The sounds of zap Ooh, Feels so good, it's been a long time It's actually not been that long a time since I rock and rolled with Rob Reichel It was actually last Thursday, and we were talking Next time we talk, it'll be game week Packers, Bears,
0: Robbie How we feeling, brother? Yeah, and, and how about Chiefs Lions to kick it off? We had a Badger game last week. I mean, we I, I think we waited what? I, I heard the other day, two hundred and nine days or something between the Super Bowl and today is kicking off the NFL season where we, we, we should all be feeling great, guys. Lord Football's year and we got We got a lot of a lot of fun things coming the next five six months.
1: Well, Robbie, I was feeling really great, and it wasn't because of the uh, the Coors Light or the Bloody Mary or the shots when I saw you on Saturday. It was because I got to see you, Rob. It was awesome to uh, to run into you at the Red Zone, connect for a little bit, and then uh, send you off to the Badger game. what did you think of the first uh, the first four away into the Luke Fickle era?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I I, I would have liked to see a, a little bit more. Well, well, first of all, let me say. Um, as, as, as a guy who is has now hit my fifties, I, I agree with a large contingent of the fan base calling the UW. It, it was it was way too loud, they could get rid of that DJ, and I'd be very very happy. Now maybe the nineteen year old kids disagree, but but I, I, I think the people who actually donate the money and and probably keep the UW football program alive more than anybody probably about three quarters of those or even more want to see that DJ gone. Um, <laughs> but now. Oh, that, that that that's the old guy. Get off my no, lawn! No, everyone
1: everyone's been saying that.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I, sure, I, sure the, I sure I sure hope the UW adjust, because I'll just say this: there were a lot of people in my section, and I had pretty good seats. Saying, you know, screw this! I'm I you know I, I will never renew if this guy sticks around. <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> anyhow uh, the, the game itself. I um, you know, I, uh, hey, we're a running school, right? I mean, it's it's still a running program at heart. And, and, you know, the, the beauty with all this spread stuff and the multiple wide receivers and the air raid offense and all that kind of stuff, it, it should create more space on the field uh, for those two outstanding running backs and really an offensive line that had a pretty good day on, uh, on Saturday, I thought. So, I mean, I know a lot of people wanted to see more from, from the passing game, and, and, and I'm sure that's coming, guys, um, but uh, hey at the end of the day to me you 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 still win the you you still win games in november and december when the weather turns nasty you know with with ball control and line of scrimmage and and things like that it gets a lot tougher in the state you guys know that to throw the football on november 20th than it does on you know on september 1st or whatever saturday was so no i um i i thought it was great i i'm i'm uh, i'm I'm geeked i'm really excited about saturday it's gonna be a telling game and and, uh, you know, on, on on the path here to being this year's TCU, <gasps> this uh, the, the, this game coming up on Saturday will be a big one.
1: Well, hopefully uh, they don't get colorado like TCU did on the road. All right, so, Robbie, Packers, I got to ask, how worried should we be about one Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and those hamstring injuries?
0: Yeah, I mean, worried. And, um, I mean, it's... It, it's just concerning to me, guys, that you got a couple of 22-year-old wide receivers, right, that, that can't even get to week one of the regular season, and so much is going to be put on them to, to to carry this offense. I, You know, I, I would think the odds probably of having both are, are low, having one of them are probably decent, and and uh, that, that both don't play are probably pretty low. Well, I mean, again, Green Bay is obviously going to keep its cards close to the vest. They're not going to release a ton of information. Um, up until the absolute point where they have to on, on on game day on on how severe some of this stuff is. But uh, you know the fact dubs hasn't gotten dramatically better. it doesn't it doesn't seem since since doing this more than a week ago and Watson showed up over the weekend with his. I mean, hamstrings have been the number one injury and um things that have kind of sidelined packers here. You guys know this for the last for the last few years. i I mean, my first thing when you know Lafleur wouldn't answer the question yesterday. Um, even though the injury report was coming out 50 minutes later about what Watson's injury even was, I mean, my first prediction was I bet it's a hamstring, and sure <laughs> enough, it's a hamstring. That's the that's the Packer injury guy. I so, a um, you know, I'll i I mean, I'll just I'll say this. I mean, if they have to go into you know into Sunday with 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 Toure and Reed and and Musgrave and, and Wicks and some of the, you know these guys, Heath, if, I don't want to say it's going to be a long day because there's still other ways they can win the football game. They can bang away against the Bears defense that struggled stopping the run last year and is certainly revamped, although they the Chicago invested heavily on the defensive line and that linebacker in the off season, so they're probably not going to be as easy to run against as 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 they were last year. you know Green Bay's path to winning that game without. You know, with, without Watson and Dobbs, it's, it's probably going to be on the ground with Dylan and Jones, but it's going to make life pretty darn hard in his first uh, you know start as the full time starter for Jordan Love, and, and and that's why I just encourage fans you know have patience, don't read too much into anything. Um, I you know it's going to be a year where we're looking for growth more than anything um, you know out of out of Jordan Love in this offense. But if 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 they don't go, guys, or even if only one of them goes. There is no question it's it's a huge, significant blow to
2: this offense. Robbie, if Dobbs and Watson are both out, let's just say they're both out and you're going with basically four rookie wide receivers and two rookie tight ends, and you talked about some of the spending that Chicago did over the offseason, and yeah, they brought in some defense, but also they brought in some offense and help for uh, Justin Fields. DJ Moore was one of them. He has 6 years of NFL experience. The four wide receivers available and your top two tight ends will have a combined 6 years of experience as they are all rookies. And DJ Moore is not old. I I just do you think it's going to be heavily uh heavily given the ball to a- Aaron Jones and D- AJ Dillon?
0: Well, theoretically, I mean, yes, Nellie and I mean, but Chicago's obviously smart enough, and they've invested heavily, like we talked about. You know, on, on that defensive side of the ball. I mean, they, they go and get Tremaine Edwards from Buffalo, who's an outstanding middle linebacker. They get T.J. Edwards, who's a you know, as certainly everybody in Madison knows, is a, is, is a really good football player. They already have Jack Sanborn uh, there. They invested on the defensive line with the Marcus Walker, and um, you know, I, I, I can't remember how to say this guy's last name. You know, it's it's, it's the Golkey and. Or what, um, you know, but,
3: but
0: the Joko, is that how you say it technically? Okay. I just have to spell it. Um, you know, <laughs> but he's a really good football player. Um, and so they, they have beefed up both lines of scrimmage. I mean, we, we know on the offensive side of the ball too, right? They, they invested in a couple of offensive linemen and then, and then they used the draft pick really high. The first round pick on, on another line, uh, offensive lineman where they, they should be much better on both lines of scrimmage. I mean, the, the key offensive lineman they said was Nate, you know, Nate Davis, they brought in CD from the jets. And like you touched on Nellie, they have, they brought in more. I mean, look, look at Green Bay guys on, 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 the flip side. If this is what they roll out there with on, on Sunday, right? Touré, five career catches. Heath with none. Wicks with none. Musgrave with none. Craft with none. I mean, Taguara's got some catches, but he's really a fullback at this point in time. But even in, even in three years, guys, I don't have him in front of me, but I think Taguara has 39 career catches. It's like 13 a year. So, um, <laughs> I mean, they, they have, they have no, nobody that is going to lick at, at the wide receiver or tight end position. If they are without these two guys, it, it's going to be a tall pass to, to try to go win that, that football game. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon has lobbied for time <laughs> all, you know, since, since last May to, to go and play some offense. they might have to play Keyshawn Nixon at wide receiver. So I, I, you know, I didn't mention Jaden Reed either. Another guy there with, with no career catches. So no, you're spot on Nelly. I, I, I mean, I, I'm going to call Stats and Inc or somebody like that today (laughs) and find out. But I I can't. I I can't imagine a team has gone into an NFL game in the last 50 years with five catches or whatever between their top four or five wide receivers. Is it malpractice, Rob? Is it malpractice
1: by Brian Gutekunst?
0: (sighs) It's just. It maybe, Evo. Maybe that. that, That's probably a fair analysis. I mean, we kind of all get what they're Uh doing this year, right? Some degree gone from the
1: Harvard of the Midwest. Jeez, lacrosse. They're, <laughs> the yeah, I mean, they're not punting on the
0: season. Yeah, I mean, they're not punting on the season. It's not a total giveaway. They want to see growth from these young guys and give them opportunities. But we get the bigger picture here, right? I mean, they're, they're getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, and his $40-plus million dollars on, on the salary cap. They've got over $60 million right now of dead cap money. They're trying to get their books in line. They went cheap in a lot of positions. They'll have money available to them next year. They'll move on probably from Bakhtiari as well, and then they'll and then they'll have some money to go chase some people in free agency. And they're crossing their fingers and hoping that these young guys, you know, two thirds, three quarters of them pan out, and that Jordan Love proves he can play quarterback, and then they can make a move in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five. It doesn't mean this year has to be a throwaway, but 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 you know, Evo, you you bring up a good word there in terms of malpractice when mm-hmm. they are hit here with an injury or two along the way, their, their depth is not overly impressive. So, Rob,
1: I've got to ask you this then on the other side of the ball because we're, uh, there's a lot of hype surrounding this defense, right? Now, there's, like, there's, co- there's constants in life. The grass is green. The sky is blue. Boobs are great. Uh, the government will tax you to no end and waste your money. And the Packers' defense always disappoints. Rob, do we believe in the Packers defense this year? Like, is this actually going to be one of those seasons where we're not given this like smoke blown up our ass, and is actually going to pull through and win us games? What's what do we believe on this Packers defense?
0: Well, I believe it'll be much of the same. <laughs> and Rob. I mean, it, everything you just outlined right there, Ebo, is is spot on and, and exactly right. right. There, there are just things in life that are predictable. And, and, and why all of a sudden now am I going to believe that, that Joe Berry has some magic formula to turn this into a, a top five, uh, top <laughs> five defense? Why, why am I going to believe that a safety like Darnell Savage, who was benched last year late the season for two weeks, is going to turn into a Pro Bowl level player, right? Why, why am I going to believe, again, until proven otherwise, that Quay Walker doesn't do a couple of stupid things that he gets gobbled up by interior linemen and he becomes a non-factor when a big body gets placed on him, you know, just random things like that. It, I mean, should it be a top five or a top eight or a top 10 defense? Absolutely. I mean, and, and Brian Gutekunst certainly thinks and expects it. It should be. And, and I know he said the other day at the podium, he's a huge fan of Joe Barry. Um, well, uh, again, let's. let's who's maybe, ever maybe said know. that
2: before? I'm a huge might, fan might be of the,
0: Joe Burrow. I, I
1: know uh, one of our listeners, Vagabond John.
0: He's head <laughs> of the, be the Joe berry fan club. Might be the first you know, guy in Twitch history, now. though, who's gone on the record and said that from an NFL personnel perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially with what with, with what's happened the the last couple of years, and, and 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 I'll be honest, guys. You know, I, I, every time the defense disappoints. You know, the the blame, as much as anything, comes back to Brian Gutekunst because the majority of people are saying, well, he didn't draft the right practice. guys. You know, half are saying that, and then the other half are saying Joe Barry can't coach him up. So every everybody in the process looks bad. And so but, uh, to answer your question overall, they, they've been remarkably average or below average in some categories, certainly like sacks and takeaways, even under under Joe Barry. And, and I guess until proven otherwise, even though I think we all believe this talent is, is is better than what it's been in past years. I, I do think they have outstanding depth on you know at the outside linebacker visit position. I think the corners are pretty darn good. Um, but until you know until proven otherwise, I, I I don't know why anybody would have a whole lot of faith in this defense being anything other than mediocre. Hey, all right,
1: hmm. Rob. Um, we're gonna get to uh, I love this time of year it was when we started doing the Rob Reichel predictions. But oh. we, but before we get to that, I have a one of my listeners wants to ask you a question. Can you ask Robbie who he thinks is more likely to win their division, the Packers or the Brewers?
0: Oh, I mean, the Brewers have a lead in the division, one right? and a With, half. What, 20, 20 games to go. No, one. I know, I know it's, I know it's and. And we've all seen the same Brewer movie many, many times of how they, you know, how how they, uh, you know, trickle down their leg at this time of the year. And
1: uh, what do you ah, mean? And Craig Timber? Come on, Rob.
0: Craig Timber. What? Choke Timber. You know, 50 years of disappointing the fan base should be the the team logo slogan. Hey, Rowdy did his due
1: diligence today. He brought up 1982. So we're good. We're good on that. (laughs)
0: Well, it's, it's about time for another reunion. We haven't had one in like six weeks. So, oh, they're saving uh, it,
2: Robbie. They're saving it for next year when the team's not as good. And they sold off Burns and Woody.
0: There, there you go. I, I can't wait to see another banner hung. The year they, you know, the, the year they finish uh, as an as hey. eighth place wild card team, like they did in 2020, and, and for that tw- for that very memorable 29 and 31 Brewer baseball team. It's, it's always nice to go to Miller Park and see that banner hanging out there in the, in the, in left field. Uh, no, I mean, to, to answer your listeners question, I, 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 do think Green Bay's got a real chance, guys, in to, 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 win this division. The schedule's super easy. Uh, the division is not overly impressive. I think Minnesota falls back three, four games. I'm not believing the Lions hype. The Bears will be better, but what, from three wins to six, three to seven? So, I mean, I, I do think the division is wide open. Um, but I, you know, right there, it's a one in four chance to me and the Brewers still probably have a one-and-two chance uh, a, a, you know, to hold off the Cubs. That That's really only a two-team race. Maybe because the Brewers have broken everyone's heart and collapsed so many times down the stretch, let's give them a one-and-three chance to hold on and win the division. Let's give the Packers a one-and-four chance. So by a slight edge, guys, let's give the edge there to the Brewers. Whoa, oh, Robbie. Go,
1: Robbie. Very slight edge. There you go, Robbie. All right, Rob. It's time. Prediction time? Packers go down to Soldier Field. Will Jordan Love continue on ownership that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers once had? What does Rob Reichel say will happen against the Bears?
0: Boy. Uh-oh. I, I, I can't give you a, a, a prediction, can I? With with Watson and Dubs versus no Watson and Dubs, right? You want? Oh, how much you had your bet? You just give me both. So let's, let's do this I mean, because let's, I didn't get start of the week. Yeah. If, if these wide receivers can play guys, they, they win the football game. Green Bay wins the game. Um, I, I, I still, I mean, yes, like I mentioned earlier, I think Chicago is better, um, but it's, are they a playoff team? Are they a 500 team? No. And, and, you know, Green Bay at the end of the day, last year, guys, did do a really nice job against Justin Fields. He had under a hundred yards rushing in those two games he he didn't throw for a whole heck of a lot of a lot against them that's obviously the number one key is to keep him in check you know he had 1100 plus rushing yards last year he only had about 2200 passing so that was like a two to one ratio you know in terms of his run versus pass and the and green bay did a really good job actually in slowing him down on, on the ground he had the 155 yard touchdown run against them in the in the second meeting but other than that the packers did a nice job and i'm sure they'll spy him on on Sunday and try to take away his legs and make him beat him with his arm and and that and that might play into Green Bay's hands, guys. Uh, but for, for for Green Bay to stick around and score points, I mean they need those two wideouts desperately. I mean I think Reed's going to have a productive day no matter what. I think Musgrave's going to make some plays, but there's a major drop off from the two wideouts that should be starting for them versus. You know, Toure and Heath and, and Wicks and some of these guys they are going to have to step up and, and play come Sunday. So if, if those guys go, I'm going to say 27-20 Green Bay. And if and if they don't, I'm going to say like 20-13 Chicago.
1: Oh.
0: I mean, those two guys, I mean, I know Vegas won't move it this much, but those two guys are worth 10-plus points in this football game. They, they really are. Green Bay's passing offense. Is not going to get on track if those two guys are in the
2: clothes, Robbie, so obviously Ebo mentioned, wrote it down, Craig Tember, obviously, you know, his his magic no, in September. No, I you, got a question. Hang on, hang on, you, hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Temper. So yes, but he's referred to it, and a lot of people refer to it as Craig Tember. You know, he's really good in September and October. Will we ever get a Matt LaFebruary where, oh, where he actually where he actually hoists the Lombardi Trophy for the Green Bay Packers? LaFebruary, Rob. Well done, Rowdy.
0: That is well done. Are we ever going to get it? Are you asking? Like, yes, it, ever,
1: it, ever, ever. No. Oh. Rob.
0: Sorry, buddy. You gotta bring Sorry, back
1: buddy. Mike you gotta bring back Mike McCarthy <laughs> if you wanna get that. Jeez.
0: I, I mean and, and, and here's my I'll no. think, right? I mean, <laughs> very
1: confident. <laughs>
0: well not no, no, I mean I would give it a 10%. I love the Moxie, Rob. <laughs> I love the Moxie yeah. that you bring. I, I mean come on, right? There's thirty two teams in the league. Your odds each year are winning the Super Bowl are about three percent. Matt LaFleur was in, you know, NFC title games and you know he went from all gas, no brake, Matt, to slamming on the brakes and, and you know absolutely skidding the car off the road. No so, brake. I mean, again, and until he steps up and actually proves it, and, and that and that was him falling short with a, with a, a championship roster and be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, um, and not, now we, now there's unknowns all over that roster. It's a, it's a really it's a really tough hill to climb. So if I had to bet, you know, fifty bucks one way or the other, I, I would bet it on no. But uh, but but I will say this, Nelly, I do think I do think some really good football teams and good days are coming for the Green Bay Packers. I'm just I'm I'm not, you know, it, it's a wait and see on 2023. So, uh, but winning the Super Bowl is a whole other different animal. Not many guys in the history of the league have done.
2: Basically, Robbie, what you're telling me is we're entering the. Uh... 2018 to 2023 Milwaukee Brewer uh, window, but it's for the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, some nice teams, but we're not going to win, but we'll always refer to, you know, 2011, 1997 <laughs> and beyond.
0: Yeah, you might you might be entering, the, you know, to the last 10 years of Green Bay Packers football, too, pretty soon here, where you know, they, they, they win a lot of games in the regular season
1: and then absolutely kick the other kahunas of the
0: playoff. Rob. Could, could be that too, Nelly. We'll find out. Rob. Be fun.
1: All of my love as Led Zeppelin plays for you and also in honor of Jordan Love as the new era begins on Sunday, hopefully with two wide receivers that are healthy and uh, Watson and Dobbs and Robbie. Another year of, on the Packers beat, just dominating. You demand Robbie. All
0: right. It's always fun, boys. Uh... Cross your fingers that these White can go for your green and gold, and we'll have a lot to talk about next week. You got it, brother. Much love, Rob. We'll talk to you later. boys. There is Forbes.com, Conley Media.